Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, so the Jets moving on from Zach Wilson. We saw the reports late in the show yesterday, officially uh, from Robert Sala's mouth to the media uh, afterwards, explaining why make the change now. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been just trying to make changes along the offense. And, you know, we did some things at the running back position, receivers, tight ends, O-line, and I even moved the coordinator up to the box. And we're now trying the quarterback to see if we can uh, do something a little bit different there. So it's like I've said, everyone's kind of had their hand in the cookie jar, and we're just trying to find the best way to get the offense moving in the right direction. And so it's another ch- it's another time that, that Zach Wilson gets demoted, another opportunity for a backup that we're looking at just hoping. Just like if you're a Jets fan, all you're asking for is to be mediocre. Like just be average. You don't have to be great, but is it too late? That's, of course, what you look at the schedule. You say to yourself, Dolphins on a short week, good luck. They got Atlanta. Is that winnable at home? The Texans, a good team at home. Then you see the Dolphins again, this time down in Miami. And then you play a, a commander's team that the Giants beat twice uh, on Christmas Eve. Ain't talking Th- about a team giving this up. This is it. Like, this is it on a season that Aaron Rodgers is still trying to see if he can come back. But it's not just the quarterback position. It, it is obviously the offensive line. It is questions about the offense in general. And then, of course, just the overall health of this team after everything they've been through this season. So, changes uh, a front for the Jets, and we'll see if it works out. But a lot of people want to talk about the Jets and decisions and everything else. So let's get to those calls, Bart. 800-919-3776. And Mervin Winfield wants to take you on. Go ahead, Merv. Merv, what up, Merv? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, Bart, you're a funny man. You guys make me laugh, dude, I, I must admit. And I'm a Bengals fan, so kind of hard to say oh, I like you. Sorry for your loss, man. I do. Sorry for your loss, bro. Yeah, man. But, Not really, but okay. Uh. Yeah, you're kind of – whatever. We beat your butt all the time, dirty birds. But anyway, got me a little sidetracked. Zach Wilson, you know he wasn't the answer. I know you guys are here to kind of like – not. I wouldn't say to be what? homers, but kind of be oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, maybe he day. is the answer. No, we expect no, him to be brown. Never said no, that, I'm not, not, we expect him to be brown. you are. But you guys are like, oh, maybe he's the answer. You knew he wasn't, though, deep down. No, Merv, I'm glad that they got it out. Like, now it's no denying yeah. because he would, if, 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 if Rodgers would have been here for two years, we would have probably paid him to stay around, and then he would have yeah, stayed. He would have been – he'd be mm-hmm. Jordan Love right now. We'd be like – and now they gave Jordan Love a two-year deal, and it looks like Jordan Love not the, not the answer for them either, and now they stuck with his contract for another two years. No, my man's got uh, you back next tail. He had next tail going on there. Nah, man, you, you, chirp, you, chirp. You got you on the you on the ankle monitor, sense? <laughs> you better get back in that perimeter. He got. He they got send to, them peoples. He got to the invisible fence. <laughs> <laughs> Judah in Queens. Judah, what's up? Yo, what's going on? About time, fellas. What's happening? Uh, I'm gonna let you know, man. We renamed y'all out here in Queens, man. You know what I mean? It's B Scott from the block and Alan Han the Don. That's I what's like up, Seth. I don't mind that. 
right, two quick points. For one, I kind of um, – y'all wasn't going really back and forth about it, but I just wanted to say I agree with Bart a little bit um, about the O-line. It definitely needs some work, but um, once I was watching, I think it was Steve Young, and he was saying uh, the ball should come out no later than about 2.2, 2.3. And when I'm watching Zach, man, I get up to – 1,002, I mean, 1,001, 1,002, three seconds before he let the ball go. So, with him back there, we'll never get to see what the O-line really could do. That's one. And hey, two, Judah, let, before I you know. go to the next one, Judah, let me, let me explain something, too. The problem is he's afraid to throw interceptions, so he holds on to the ball not to throw the interception. So, he stays in the pocket. So, he just, he just eats sacks. He just starts eating sacks out of no reason, saying because he got applauded in the games they won that he wouldn't turn the ball over. Right, and I give some of that accountability to uh, the coach, Salah, because my thing is I'm pretty sure if you told him after all he'd been through, yo, man, go out there and let it fly, he would have let it fly. But that's here nor there. Number two, I'm at my wits end with Julius Randle. I've been going back and forth, <laughs> back and forth. Like, yo, you know what? This is the greatest ah, love-hate relationship in history. All right. this man. Yo, man, two main points with me. Okay. For one, I'm watching – I watch him. I watch every nickname, every minute of it. And to me, I'm getting the drift that he's trying to prove to I don't know who, but that he's the star of the Knicks and a true star in the NBA rather than do what he needs to do to help us win. And number two, what I don't like, coming from a rough neighborhood, you know how it is, but you got strong dudes and then you got tough dudes. Yeah. Julius Randle is strong, but he ain't tough. Uh-huh. And we we, we, we we can't have that. In New York, we got to have dogs. I hate Draymond Green, but I'd rather have him than Julius Randle. Hey, hey Judah, is, is Julius Randle the most frustrating Nick in recent history when you think about, like, the love-hate relationship you guys have with him? Yes, he's worse than Charles Smith because last night I'm watching the first quarter, and this is here nor there. I had a little bet on the first quarter because I don't know if y'all go check. The Knicks are like the Knicks are like a very good first quarter team covering that first quarter spread. Oh yeah, Julius Randle gets the ball. He's through the legs crossover, and I told my coworker because he always come to me. They come to me for the picks, and he said, "Yo, who you like on the props?" I said, "Don't touch Julius Randle because he's going up against Cat and Gobert. He's going to have a rough time. If anybody you want to touch, take Brunson or R.J. Barrett to get their points." It seems like he heard me. So then he came out and was like, I'm going to show Judah from Queens. I could do this. No, you can't, bro. Go sit down, man. Have a you-hoo and sit down, bro. Go sit down. We got to get rid of him, man. Oh, you give hey, it, you tell, hey, Judah, tell, tell him Judah. Julius to have a juice box. And go sit <laughs> get a, a Capri Sun. Go get a you-hoo. Hey, Judah. Say get some, a you-hoo. Fruit, some, some fruit snacks. Oh, man. And Judah. sit down. You know, you know Judah, he did have Judah. 21 and 14 in the game. I, I mean. <laughs> Judah. But, yo, it's starting behind. It's starting to become fool's gold. You know, look, you know those stats that are fool's goal, man. Hey, I, I look, that's what we always ask is, you know, when you look at the numbers, do the numbers lead to to success? Do the, to, to, does the production lead, and, and lead to winning man, is the question. Bart's man was, was, was putting in that work last night. Did you see Nas Reed? Yeah, yeah, not, not, well, Nas Reed couldn't make a three. He struggled there, but he was pretty good elsewhere. But they were good. Look, Minnesota's really good. I'm not trying to make excuses. Nobody, you're right. thought, nobody thought they could be good. Julius with, with, did not want to go in the paint early in the game. You could see it. He did not want to go in there. They had a lot of that's size not, and length. That's because Reed is, is a goon. It, it, took, it took a little while, but he did finally get his game going later in the game. But early on, he was not good. Brunson was great in the first quarter again, by the way. But still, I understand what he's saying. But you're right, Bart. It's amazing that – and I get what, what – you know what Judah was saying, though? It's, it's kind of true. 
when you watch Julius, you see a guy physically strong, really right. athletic, and has some game. And then what you see is from the neck up, it's day-to-day. You have no idea what you're getting. You could get confidence, or you can get somebody that just is in a bad mood or is down for whatever reason. Like All you got to do is look at his eyes, and you can kind of know what you're getting out of him. The mental part for him is everything. And I understand what he's saying. There are people that will question his mental toughness. Can he ever fight through something, or does he just kind of get down and give up? Look, mental the mental part of the game of life is difficult. And for him, he's still he's still trying to figure that out. Uh, let's go to Danny in Centerport. What's up, Danny? Hey, boys. Uh, I just wanted to start off seriously. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys, uh, you, you and your families. Um, you know, Alan, listen, man, you know, they just – Again, I'm at, I'm at my wit's end here, man. You, you know how much I bleed with this team and the passion I have for this team. You, you just brought up stuff like, before I even get to my point, I wanted to have a quick conversation and show you what a, a maniac I am. You brought up all those points of the draft picks. Oh, my God. I, I go back another 20 years. I, I'll give you the worst story ever before I even get to my point. Okay, Alan? My last draft, now remember, I was in my 20s, 30s. I was going to the draft. I was going to Radio City, hanging outside, waiting for a spot to get in. The last one I decided to ever go to when I was sitting there and we drafted Kyle Brady with Warren Sapp on the board, oh, and boy. we draft Kyle Brady. I didn't even know who Kyle Brady was Penn at State, that baby. point. And we draft Kyle Brady. I I was, this was the... This is the last time I will ever waste a morning and go do this again to myself after everything I sat through from Mike Hate to Ken O'Brien. I mean, listen, I love Kenny O, right? But we could add Dan Marino and we get Ken O'Brien. It's just a story of our organization. Listen, this is my point, yeah, no, no doubt. Listen, I love Kenny. You, you know, you know, he's eight and seven against Dan Marino. No, he's eight and seven yeah, in the Brian littered up, man. Listen, great point. He's not even the one I want to get. We could get into Blair Thomas and Johnny Lamb Jones. Ooh. I could go on and on and on, right? But anyway, listen, this is my point, right? Let me just ask you guys a quick question so I can get, actually get to it. If if Joe Douglas has a backup quarterback in between Rodgers and, and Zach, are we having this conversation at this point? Are we at this point? Just answer that question. Probably no. not, right? See, I, 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 they would I, just I sign Mike White for $5, 4000000 million. Dollars. They could have yeah. signed Mike White. Okay. I completely so agree with point. that. So my point is this. My blame all 100% at this point is on Joe Douglas. How do I listen to my coach get up yesterday and say that the, the perfect the perfect plan was for Zach to be behind Aaron to learn for another year or two because he obviously, we all knew, was not ready for this. But he's your answer if your 39-year-old quarterback goes down. So how in God's name does Joe Douglas not have somebody in between it? That's one. Just like Michael Kay said yesterday, and I said this to Dave and, and, and Rick this morning, that's the one thing, okay? Yes, he doubled down. But not only did he double down, Allen and Bart, he tripled down because now the guy gets hurt and your worst nightmare happens and he's got three, four, five weeks to figure out, let me try to go to the waiver wife and get somebody else and he doesn't. He tripled down on his kid and he left somebody like me and Alan, the other day you said it to me and you touched my heart strings because you know, I opened up my heart the other day and you acknowledge it and I appreciate it and I'm here again and opening my heart. How could this guy do this to a fan like myself and the other 52 guys on this roster and leave us exposed like this? This is one 100% on Joe Douglas for not having, you know, a Heineke or a Bissett or, or, or a Mariota, somebody well, that well, he, he could have went. Wh- and- 
Well, he safety. had my yeah, safety net. You're right. The safety net. No, so, he, so he had Mike White, but remember, Mike White, they wore the T-shirts, and the kid had a fragile psyche, and he, he yep. made sure that he cleared the deck. And the reason why he felt like he can clear the deck is because for the last five years, Aaron Rodgers has not missed a game. Same like Tom Brady. Correct. Same like uh, Peyton Manning. When these guys play Eli Manning, they don't miss. Yeah. If, and Correct. this is the first time that something's happened to him like that. So he was hedging his bet like, hey, yeah. who cares who the backup is? He ain't going to play anyway. Uh-huh. And, you know of what? course, the Jets won. jetted. But, but, Dan, but Danny, yeah. Danny, understand something, too. Yeah, like, Alan. Like yeah. your, the criticism of Joe Douglas, I think, is fair. But I also think you've got to add to it that, as I've been saying all along, this is, this is the life you chose. Aaron Rodgers was who you wanted. You brought him in, and with him comes not just you have a quarterback, you also have things that he wants because in Green Bay, there was a lot of things he wanted that he didn't get. And one of the things he wanted to do was to see if I spend time with Zach Wilson, I think I can get this kid right. And so because they had their Brock Purdy, Danny. It was Mike White. They had their Brock Purdy. They could have said the same thing as Trey Lance. Zach is not the guy, but we got at least we got Mike White, so we have a young quarterback and we still but but Rogers, I'm telling you, Rogers felt like I could get this kid right. He's got talent. I like him. So let's invest in him. And it didn't work. But you couldn't keep them both. Can I ask Danny a question? Yeah, yeah, please, Bart. Danny, if next year one thing that Aaron Rodgers demands and gets is Devontae Adams, and he's going to be here with whoever plays quarterback for the next three years with Garrett Wilson. Would you care about this year? No. There you go. And that's all we can hope for now. No. Danny? Can I make my final point? Quickly. Because, Alan, you're 100% right about that. But the bottom line is he could have been third in line, Alan. Right? He could. There could have been somebody. You're right. Who does that all you want? Just yeah. give me somebody in between so you don't I let agree. this – how could we have? How could we have gone and done this to this I team? Agree. And Got knowing Tim that Tim Boyle is coming, baby. Tim Boyle is coming. Yeah, Boyle Saturday. Uh, listen, I, I, I hope so. I'm actually excited for Friday. I got. I have screws loose, guys. I'm actually excited <laughs> to watch this kid. What in the hell is wrong with me? You never oh know. Oh my God, Danny, have a great Thanksgiving, brother. It was lead, pain, it was lead pain in your school, Danny. Like, <laughs> you want to hear something? You you think the draft thing? It, 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 how about this? The tools are something else, man. Win- Winthrop Winthrop sent this, and it really gets you. Look at this past that, that draft again. Going back to Zach Wilson's draft, I already told you there was five quarterbacks taken in the top fifteen. One of them is the is the can't miss, and that's the guy who went number one in, in Trevor Lawrence. Right, everybody else they got issues. Trey Lance is already gone from San Francisco. Zach now is out. Mac Jones is a mess, and nobody knows what's going to happen with Justin Fields in Chicago, right? But if you if you look at every pick from two through fifteen, if you if he took anything but a quarterback, look at the names. Ready? Mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Panay Sewell, Patrick Sertan, Devontae Smith, Micah Parsons, and Rashawn Slater, Elijah Vera Tucker. There's everyone that's not a quarterback taken in the top 15. If they had taken anybody else. Michael Parsons in New York. Like, seriously, if they took anyone else, Bart. Doesn't matter if they would have took Jamar Chase. (laughs) And gave gave him Sam Darnold's Jamar Chase. Although, I guess Jamar, yeah, Jamar Chase is like, oh, I didn't didn't even say Jaden Waddle. I left him out. J.C. Horn, I left him out. Like, you're talking about. Guys who can play. Everything else is a hit. 
The quarterback was a disaster in that draft. And how do you know? You don't know. That's tough. That's a one play position you don't Hills. can't project. Oh, I want to take this call. This is it. This is the, we got some, these are interesting calls here. Really good stuff. Let's go to Rich and Marietta. Go ahead, Rich. Hey, what's going on? Pleasure to talk to both of you guys. Usually, I call with Harry last year. What's so, that? um. This is what I have I have a problem with. What these these uh, fair weather Knicks fans, those typical Knicks fans that are angry at everything. We have a winning team. This is a good team. Julius Randle, yeah, he gives you a headache, but you've seen that guy work hard. And if for that guy to say that he doesn't have heart, he's just a strong guy, nah. He he got it. Cause, like on the drive, who could stop Barrett or Randall? I mean, I was front front row uh for the so, for the Hawks game. Man, I'm watching these guys. Yeah. Well, you saw what he did it quickly last year. That was some tough guy stuff. Yeah, no, that, nah, that, that's a, well, he, he, well, listen, me and my friend discussed, he has a low basketball IQ. Okay, listen, this Knicks team ain't the smartest team. Uh, I apologize. But uh, <laughs> they're not the smartest team, but at least they got Brunson now. So you got a, a scoring guard or a point guard, lead guard, whatever you want to call them. And, um, you know, so that, that helps out. But, man, but just the work that Julius Randle put, puts in, because I've been telling my boys, for the past couple of years, I'm like, Julian Randall, he, he got it. But it's something missing. My boy said, his IQ, I said, yeah, his IQ ain't that great. Yeah, yeah. you need to go talk to Bernard King. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm Bernard, saying? Bernard, use all those resources. You can learn a lot from Bernard King, trust me. What You talk about high IQ. This yeah. intelligent basketball mind and Bernard King all the times I've talked to him. But, Rich, you know what? You make a good point about – and it is because with Nick fans, it's like, okay, they're like I, I posted the other day – some some of the stats through the first whatever it is twelve games, and they are they're they're top five in defensive rating, top ten in offensive rating, top five in net rating. They're the number one rebounding team, number one offensive rebounding team, number one defensive rebounding team in the league, and they are also top ten in three point percentage and attempts. Right, like it's everything that you'd want for your team, and the responses were hilarious because a lot of the responses from Nick fans were. Yeah, but who did they beat? Yeah, but they're beating bad teams. It's like when the schedule came out, everybody's complaining how hard the schedule well, is. Tough days, top ten games. Now because they beat these teams, and these teams are you know like at five hundred or below. Like Atlanta's a five hundred team. It's like, well, who'd they beat when they play the Celtics? They can't beat the Celtics. So what good is it? It's like they're never happy. Like you can't just say, you know what? This is the best Knicks team. Like this is probably right now they're as good a team as they've had here since that twenty thirteen team. This team's really good. It's nine deep. They're, they've got talent. And are they a championship caliber team? No. We know this. They're just a step below that. But they're really good. But it's just funny, and that caller made that point, that it's just like we are never satisfied with what they are. It's always that's Yeah, but. Yeah, but. They continue to climb. It's just not fast enough for a lot of people, and I understand it. Dante and Queens. Dante. <laughs> Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Mm -hmm. Um, Just wanted to chime in on, like, some Knicks talk. I know you had a caller. I forgot you guys asked him, is Julius Randle the most frustrating Nick or whatever, or frustrating big? Do you guys remember we had Charles Smith and Jared Jeffries on this team? (laughs) They were so putrid and disgusting to watch. You couldn't even eat anything before the Knicks game because it might come up. Man, Do you Charles remember Smith was we had a good Frank player. Miller, he just you know? had one bad moment. Charles Smith was a good player. He had a really one bad moment. I don't consider him a good player. Oh, Maybe average Charles Smith at was best. a good player. He's a good player. 
Charles Smith, a very good player. Jared Jeffrey should have never been on this team. He 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 would make you smash through a couple of your TVs. <laughs> but but supposedly, but from this idiot Dan Tony, he was this defensive specialist. I'm like, where? Every time I look, he's getting dunked on or cooked by any bozo who Dante, walks stop, on the court. Stop! You hate now. You hate no. Jared's a friend of mine, and Jared was a good defensive player. He was a very good defensive player. He couldn't shoot. I mean, I've told him that. But, I he's a very good defensive on player. On who though? He got dunked on. On a, on a, a guard a going to the back. Basket guy, six feet. I, <laughs> I don't. Just mad at, but, but, but Randall, right? Go ahead. No, I'm not so mad at him. So you just crushed Jeffries at uh, right. all. <laughs> I don't get the Randall hate. You got a guy that averages average twenty five and ten for you, but yep. it's like he makes one turnover and people act like, oh, it's ten turnovers a game he makes. Yeah. Randall is one of the best Knicks we we, we we've had in recent years. That's true. He's a two-time so All-NBA. Like, the last two-time All-NBA player you had was Carmelo Anthony. Like, so, like, yeah, he, yeah, you're right about that. But, Dante, I think, once again, it's from a lot of fans, from what I hear, it's that he should be better. It's like, you see a lot of talent there, and then something's holding it back. And so, for a lot of fans, it, it's frustrating. And so, you want more. But that's where fans are right now. It's like, they just, they want more. They demand more. And maybe it's just like, you got to, appreciate what you got what it is and then it's always the it's figure out when do you make the move to get more and how do you do it you know that's a delicate thing that next step to get a star delicate thing 800-919-3776 we will continue with your calls but coming up next i i I almost feel like bart let you want to do a combo audio files is this bs Audio BS. You know what I mean? Like, I almost feel like this audio sets up. BS. Yes. I think we're going to play that way. So it'll be audio files, but within audio files is this BS. So Bart's response to everything we play will be for him to tell me, is this like, is this for real or is this BS? So that's coming up. Stay with us. Of course, your calls as well. Bart and Han, 98.7. ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. It's clear now that Zach Wilson has started his final game as a New York Jets quarterback. And you can look back and look at plenty of things the Jets got wrong with the former number two pick in the draft. Earlier this morning on DPH on Rothenberg, Rick and Dave said forcing Zach into action too soon was a big one. It's the risk you run when you try to rush someone into a position like like quarterback that like everyone's like oh yeah get him in there early let him go through the you know, ups and downs of the adversity that's good for some guys some guys can handle that like Trevor Lawrence had a bad first year but he could handle it and some guys can't like when you start chipping away at their confidence and they never get it back like Zach Wilson to me doesn't exude when you watch him on the sideline like they, the kid does not exude any None. confidence he has no so, confidence and that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up, 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show. And it's only here on 98.7 FM. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. We're going to combine two segments into one right now because of the we have really good audio today. Lots of good stuff. So, but I wanted to play is this BS with Bart, and I think this is a perfect time to do it. So, I'm going to play audio and Bart's going to let us know what's BS and what's not BS. So, right now, let's step aside and let the headline makers do the talk in the segment we like to call Audio BS. <laughs> the Audio File. Yes, Audio BS, Audio Files on 9870 SPN, driven by Ramsey Mazda. So let's begin with, hmm, how about we'll stay in the in the world of football? Because, as I mentioned earlier in the show, Bart, not only did the Buffalo Bills make a tough decision in season to fire their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, and uh, upgrade Joe Brady, who took over the play calling, and it resulted in the offense for the Bills looking a lot better against a really good Jet defense, and so they solve a problem, or so they see. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who are unsightly to watch as a football team, have a winning record, have a chance to make the playoffs, and everybody hates their offense. So Mike Tomlin made a decision that they don't do in Pittsburgh, Bart, at all, ever. They fired a coach in season. Matt Canada, who was, I mean, you're talking about Steeler fans just couldn't stand him. We're calling for this. Well, they got what they wanted. And here's Mike Tomlin on the firing of Matt Canada. Did not come to this decision lightly to be really transparent with you. Um, it's just a personal belief of mine from a leadership perspective. Uh, it is my role to absorb and protect those that I work with. And this doesn't feel like that. Obviously, I'm not interested in, in assigning blame or deflecting in any way. Um, it's more of my natural nature to absorb, to be quite honest with you. I've been in this role so long, I'm quite comfortable absorbing. So just rest assured that this decision was not taken lightly. I got a lot of respect uh, for Matt personally and professionally. It was not easy, but I thought it was necessary. So this is the first time the Steelers have made a any type of coaching change, head coach or coordinator, during the season since 1941. Amazing but true. So, Bart, was this move BS? No, it wasn't BS. And you heard, you know, Mike Tomlin, who tells it like it is, who's one of the most uh, straight shooters uh, in this game, win or lose, right? He's going to go his head and, 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 and he's, when he says absorb, he said he puts it on himself. Like he absorbs. Like when, it's equivalent to what Rex said when he says, I got big shoulders. And like you can, he can put the bulls out on his back. He'll take, he'll take the hits for his team. That's pretty much what he's saying. He's saying, "Hey, man, the people that I work with, you know, it's my responsibility because I hired them, 
right? And, and it's up to me to make sure we figure it out and get it right. And they thought they were figuring out getting it right by moving it from the sidelines to the top or from the top down to the stairs. I forget which order it went. But it still didn't um, turn out that way. And the fact that they still have a winning record saying, hey, man, we can't be any worse on offense. You know, and, you know, Najee Harris saying, hey, who's going to lose his job to Warren because he's more explosive? Saying, hey, man, like, this ain't sustainable. And it's kind of like what we talked about when we saw this Pittsburgh Steelers team that was 11-0. and And we was like, man, they, they went in because they got this easy record. And this, this ain't sustainable. This ain't a good football team. This ain't a traditional 11-0 and team. This is a soft 11. You know what I'm saying? This ain't a hard 11. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Meaning that they play tough opponents. So, listen, this is Mike Tomlin doing what Mike Tomlin do. Uh, do. He's one of the best leaders in all of sports. And um, this is another example of that, him taking on the chin. And when he says, hey, I didn't take this lightly, that means that, listen, he had to go. And maybe, just maybe, you know, he's been in that role. He says he's numb to it. Maybe it came from upstairs, too, and it was a collaborative effort. That it needed to be done. Well, if you think about their offense, all the different ranking, all the different uh, categories, 28th, 29th, 30th, you name it, they are among the worst in the league on that side of the ball. Only have 166 points for and yet they're six and four. I mean, they are net. Their net point. Their net point differential is minus twenty nine, and yet they have a winning record by two games. They are their winning record in conference, and they are setting themselves up to be potentially a playoff team. So we'll see where it goes from here, though. But Pittsburgh does something historic. They never do this, but it was so bad they had to. I want to see what you think of this story. This is in women's college basketball. So we all know Angel Reese, who was the, the absolute darling of last year's uh, women's uh, Final Four and championship run with LSU, and she has become a, a huge star. Can't even go to class. She now uh, has not made it. This is two games in a row now that she has missed, and no one will say what she, why she's missing, and no one will give a, a timetable of when she might return. Now, the Tigers are ranked seventh in the country. And they've got a couple of games coming up here as well. They ask you, how about this? They're going to the Cayman Islands to play this back-to-back against Niagara and Virginia. That's that's pretty good. But here's Kim Mulkey, the LSU coach. And I want you to tell me is what she, her reasoning for not telling anything about what where Angel Reese is. She will not provide any information. And tell me if you think this is BS when she explains why. You always have to deal with locker room issues. That's just part of coaching. In 40 years, I can never think of a time where I didn't have to deal with issues. That's what coaches do. Sometimes y'all know about them and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you want to know more than you're entitled to know. I'm going to protect my players, always. They are more important. It's like a family, Scott. Let me ask you this. If you do some discipline of your own children, do you think we're entitled to know that? That's a family in that locker room. Whatever, son. So listen. So I want to ask you this. So first of all, just so everybody understands, too, she was benched at halftime, fourth game of the season, and uh, Mulkey called it a coach's decision. She didn't play at all uh, in the next game and then wasn't in uniform at all even. But Mulkey said that she's part of the basketball team. We hope to see her sooner rather than later. She's close. And – all Angel Reese has said is on social media where she just simply wrote, please don't believe everything you read, and, uh, and that's basically it. That's where we're at right now. Remember, she was the most outstanding player of the tournament last year. 
she was, uh, you know, she obviously it's became a lot of very, space. very a lot popular. Of, a lot and of she's fame making a lot of money off of NIL. But I'm asking you this part. Is it up to LSU to give us some type of clarity as to where your star player is, or do you agree with Kim Mulkey saying, "No, I'm protecting her," and you, you don't, you're not, you, sh- you don't need to know everything. I don't have to tell you. You're not entitled to that information, which is BS to you. Yeah, I think it's BS because if you want to hold everybody accountable, and if you do something that hurts the team, we know about what happens, right? You can you can say, "Hey, it's team rules." There's so much speculation out there. One of the things out there is that she's got under a 2.0, so she's not eligible. So that was one of the things that was kind of floated out there. So you leave everything to interpretation. We are entitled, right? We helped make her a star. We helped her get more and more of these NIL deals, right? You know, so like, I think that you should come out and make a statement because guess what? When Angel Reese comes back, she's going to have to make a statement. What are you going to say? Because the old lame, oh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, that's beyond me. We're moving on, on to Pittsburgh or on to Cincinnati. Like, at some point, if you don't answer it, the kid's going to have to answer it, and you're probably better prepared to paint a, a paint a pretty lie than the kid is because the kid is emotional, right? And you, you so I don't know what it is, but I, I, could ima- I couldn't imagine not only getting that much fame where she's on, like, talk shows where she's getting picked up you know, these new NIL deals, but she's getting picked up by major brands and she's first uh, woman signed by Shaq. Now that he's the president of Reebok and still walk around with your head still on straight. Like your head probably pop off. You know what I mean? With all that at 19 years old, all that fame. Like this is equivalent to, to, to being just imagine when it's a young basketball player and he goes to the NBA. It's still other people that's bigger stars in the NBA. She's walking around with all the stuff that she would be at a 19-year-old, and she's the biggest star probably in college. Her and Caitlin, probably the biggest stars in college basketball. But she's like a god there on that on that. Um, even she's probably the most popular athlete on that campus. Man, you can't keep your feet down like that. She, man, she's her head somewhere in space. She's actually not because remember they have uh, uh, what's the uh, Olivia Dunn right, the gymnast. She's Man, she you, she's she can't even you talk about she can't go to class literally can't go to class because people just hover around wherever she is and it's ridiculous so LSU <laughs> whatever they got going on down there but I'll tell you what I'll say this part and then we'll move on I think for for Mulkey she's trying to protect her player trying to put up like this guard as I'm a protector these are kids and all that stuff and, and I I respect that what she's trying to do but I think it's done wrong I think what she should do is just have a some type of statement, and that's it. Like to go through this whole explanation of you don't, you're not entitled to this information. You don't need to know. That's not necessary to well, start I, that fight with the media. Yeah, well, just simply say, well, well, media they want to know. They ask questions. Yeah, exactly. So they want to know. Well, where is she? Why isn't she here? She's the best player on your team. Why isn't she around? Is she going to be at the next game? People want to know because they're fans of your team. They follow your team. But I think a simple what she had said earlier. She's still on the. She's still on this team. It's just simple to say, she's not with us right now. She's dealing with something, and when she's ready to come back, we'll be whatever you want to say. Have a statement and leave it at that, and say that's all we can tell you right now. I just feel like to get combative turns this into a more dramatic situation and draws more attention to it than necessary. And that's my PR 101 for the day. All right, last but not least, as we continue on audio files with a little bit of is this BS mixed in, I wonder if you'll think this little exchange between Stephen A. Smith and Tom Brady about the state of today's NFL. 
which is going to sound a lot like a conversation you and I had about the state of professional sports earlier, uh, I think late last week. So take a listen to Tom Brady here. There's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And ho- Why not? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game so i just think the product in my opinion is less than what it's been i think i look at a lot of players like ray lewis and rodney harrison and ronnie lott and guys that impacted the game in in a certain way and every hit they would have made would have been a penalty Mm. you hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily why don't they talk to their player about how to protect themselves we used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to a defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you'd knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. Is this BS? Well, it's not. A, we, listen, I've been beating his horse, but maybe because the goat said it, then people will start listening. You've been beating said, the drum. You've been beating the drum, not yeah, the horse. Yeah, I, I said yeah, it's like this, this drum. Yeah. These are the these are the most football acumen. No, no fundamentals. Like, don't understand recognition. Right? No, no studying. Right? I, I, I talk about this all the time. I talked about it last week. People talk, "Oh, you're a big hater." All this type of stuff from my glass house. Tom Brady was just in the league two years ago. Right, and he's seen a lot more football than even I seen because he was in there before me. He was there after me. I know what I watch. I watch football. I've been involved in this game from this perspective ever since I retired in 2013, and I just see the diminishing value of fundamentals as a whole. I know, like I'm watching guys that don't know how to tackle, don't know how to bring guys down, don't know how to step with the, the near foot to shut the door, don't know how to get their head across to make sure they don't get ran over. Guys getting punched in the face. Falling for getting, getting not communicating, running into each other. I mean, if it, all you have to do is see what you saw last night with the uh, with the Eagles. I mean, come on, man. Kelsey's off the ball. Mm-hmm. It's on the goal line. Who the hell you think getting the ball? Yep. You, his Valdez Scanley. He's hitting a cut split. All he did was pick illegally pick uh, the, the the safety. All they had to do was limbo it and said, okay, when they cross, you just take the inside guy, take the outside guy, and he, and Kelsey walked right in on the dumbest like play from a lack of recognition and personnel. You think they throwing the ball to Valdez Scanley? You see what he did when they with his wide ass open when they had to throw it to him when they had three on they had three on on, on, on Travis Kelsey hit him right in the hands he dropped the damn ball. You think he throwing it to him when his points on the board? No, but that's the football acumen that I'm talking about. Like where the hell is your recognition? That's Brady pointing that out. He talked about coaching that that they're everything's now regulated instead of teaching it properly fundamentals and all those other things. And that's something I think has been an argument. If you talk to any coach or, or, or veteran player in a lot of different professional sports, and you know what this also reminds me of, by the way? What is Judge hinting at with the Yankees and what's wrong with the Yankees? What do you think Judge was trying to say? Analytics and it ain't way talent. Of they're, not right. teaching, they're not teaching fundamentals. Yes. Dudes don't even know how to bunt. Like, right. come on, man. Don't right. There's a lot of little things that we just don't back. do well when we should do them well. Because we're so focused on numbers and what you all that other stuff. Exactly. And you know why a lot of that stuff got pushed off the game, Allen? Why? Because the players, instead of getting 60-40, wanted more to, less practice time. 
less practice time, Quality means life. less time to really go over the details, which means sloppy football. I mean, last night, I mean, we talk about two of the best the NFL have to offer. Was that a rail play football game? No. Was that some sloppy football? And that was, then those are the best teams that was two yeah. teams that was in the Super Bowl. So if they play at that level, what the hell do you think everybody else is playing at? Yeah, it has not been a great year. So interesting stuff there from, from Brady, something that Bart has been talking about for a while. He and Frank Gore talked about it recently when we had him on the show. The both of you were just laughing about how, yeah, you can last a long time in the NFL if you're just smart because a lot of these young guys, they just don't put in that kind of work. Not all of them now, but a lot of them. And then if Brady's pointed out, are you going to listen now? Or is he a hater too? Trent Williams, 47 years old, man. He's the best tackle in the game. And that's Audio Files. And also is that BS. Put that, that right not, together. That is Audio not, BS. That's not that was, BS. That was not BS. No, it wasn't. But it was driven by Ramsey Mazda. True it's tabernacle. the experience of driving a new Mazda and buying a new Mazda from Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. 800-919-3776. We'll get back to calls. And in the power hour, into a little bit of the Knicks because there's something going on uh, with the team owner and the league. And it's a situation that when you see what he had to say, I've got something to say about it too. So you want to stay tuned for that. Stay with us, Barton Hahn. But first, Bart, tell me about BetMGM. Yes, yes, yes. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Las Vegas, you can also convert those bet MGM points into MGM reward points that you can use towards dining shows, hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Bet MGM and GameSense reminds you to play responsibly and offers resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for T's and C's. Must be 21 years or older to wager and physically present in New York only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. So the Jets made it official yesterday. Tim Boyle will start at quarterback when they face off against the Dolphins on Black Friday. Earlier this morning on DPH on Rothenberg, Rick and Dave asked the question, what if Tim Boyle plays well? What happens if, if Tim Boyle goes out there and plays well on Friday? Good for us. Uh, it, good for you, but it would, it would be so bad. Like, imagine he goes out there and you're like, hey, he's pretty good. Now, I don't expect it, but if he does, it's it's a, such a bad look for the organization. Right, well, we saw that last year, though, too. Everyone thought Mike LaFleur stunk, and then all of a sudden you put a new quarterback in that system and they'd actually look decent. They actually moved the football. They, they really did with uh, Mike White. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it is Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up, 3 o'clock, it is the choice in New York sports talk. It is the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM and the all-new ESPN New York app. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Bart. So the Athletic did a, uh, you know, like the, the anonymous player poll thing, which is always interesting, right? What coach is asks aside from your own? Would you want to play for which coach? Do you think won? And I mean in a landslide. Hmm. Probably Mike Medaniel because he's the hottest young kid. He wears uh, off whites on the on the field. Number two. Okay. Yeah. Number two. Number one though. Number one answer. Andy Reid. Uh, he was um, fourth after McDaniel's number two. Others number three. Andy Reid number four on that list. Number one. Let me number think one. About this for a second. Number one. Got to be somebody. Per, uh, Come on, man. John Harbaugh. It's, it's actually. Oh, Mike really Tomlin. Easy. Yeah, Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin by by a landslide. Omar uh, is uh, Robert Sal on this list? No. You know who's on this list? I'll tell you. Bill Belichick, 2.1% of the votes. Mike Vrabel, 2.8%. D'Amico Ryan's 2.8%. Antonio Pierce is coached for three minutes. He and Pete Carroll also at 2.8. Nick Sirianni at 5. See, I thought Sirianni would be higher. No, he looks, like, he looks like a dork, man. Like he Kyle like Shanahan, Sean McVay, all about 5.6%. Dan Campbell right after Andy Reid at 8.3%. So there's that. Um, oh, Detroit need. Oh, Detroit need hit him bad. Oh, I'm glad right, you about, said that. Detroit need defense real bad. He need a leader. He'd be good for Detroit. Uh, do Do you want to tell the people what we're talking about? No. You want to just keep that a secret? <laughs> Every little thing that we do. <laughs> you just wanted to keep that whole thing a secret. You don't want to tell everybody. Well, Shaq, Shaq Leonard, man, like who's Darius like Leonard? Yeah. yeah, he changed his name to Shaq. I think. Yeah, but. Okay. Weird, weird stuff. I don't know. Yes. The Colts released him. Yes. He's out. He's now free, which is bizarre. Which is weird because this dude, they're paying this dude $100 billion. Yeah. And, like, it sounds like they just, like, this is some off, offset, uh, offset, like, uh, free agency stuff. Like, Maybe. oh, let me just release. Who releases it? First of all, isn't the Colts in the, in, the, in the running for the playoffs? I mean, yeah. Like,. Like yeah, for I mean, real, five and five, they they they're in. They're it, right but, there. Yeah, and you replete you release a four time Pro Bowler at twenty eight years old in the mid, before the end of the season. If they didn't need him, Maybe you didn't want to give him an opportunity somewhere else. I don't know. Nah, man, that's some that's some that's some collusion going on somewhere. Collusion. Bro. All right, let me let me ask you a few more of these the poll ones. Best stadium to play in from your experience. What was the best stadium for you to play in? What did you love the most? Um, I like playing in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Uh. What is that called now? Hi, it used to be Heinz Field, but now something else. It's probably something else, right? Well, it's uh, Arrowhead is, is was number one on this. I one. didn't. Really, I didn't really like Arrowhead. First what's, of all, what's U.S. Bank Stadium? What the hell is that? Oh, that's Pat Panthers. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that guy. That was number two. SoFi. I thought SoFi would be up there. Jerry World's not up there, which is surprising. Lambeau is top four. Yeah, because it's like historic. right? Yeah, Jerry World is in the middle. Not really like not too high, not too low. Now, there's got to be the poll of what's M&T the Bank worst. Stadium. Well, Hard Rock just got renovated. Uh, M and T is yeah, it was it was among the it was among the best, but not not anywhere near the top. How about the worst stadium to play in? What do you the think to- the players? The to- the toaster, the toaster. Yeah, that would be Jets and MetLife. Oh, the uh, the the air conditioner. The yeah, 
Yeah, MetLife by a by a landslide. Worst stadium to play. It's crazy because you got FedEx you Field got, number two. By the you way, you had the you had the Cleveland Browns, man. Like, come on, man, you can't beat Cleveland. Yeah, that's um, what two billion dollars get you, man. One player said of MetLife, said the turf sucks and the whole place is lame. Another agreed about the turf, adding the fans are horrible. Everything about that place is horrible. I didn't think it's that bad. I mean the aesthetics on the outside. The aesthetics on the outside, but like, like Arrowhead is like old as hell. Like got the little, I don't know. I don't get it. Like uh, Hard Rock, they redid, so it's like a soccer stadium. So that's dope. People had like Lambeau, Soldier Field, and Ford Field on this list. Ford Field, yeah. The, where the Lions play, you know. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> what I'm saying, that's that's the old Hudson Building. That's in the middle of nothing. Ford Field? Nobody said nothing about Atlanta. I would think Atlanta with the big or or you know with that the the Atlanta roof that Merce- open up is, is in that Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah, it yeah. opens up. It's not on either list. Not not the not one of the best. Not one of the worst. Damn, they just yeah. irrelevant. That's the worst place to be. Yeah, well, MetLife Stadium. When the players tell you it's the worst place to play, well, all I can say is we agree. All right, eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Power hours coming up next. A lot to get to here. You'll hear from Aaron Rodgers. So with all that's going on with the Jets and the quarterback situation, what does he have to say about his situation? Is it time for him to say, you know what, maybe next year? Wait and find out. That's coming up on the other side. Also talk some Knicks with you as well. But first, Bart, tell me about those Hess trucks. Yeah, man, the Hess truck is back. And guess what? It's better than it's ever been. Light up the holidays with the first ever Hess police truck and cruiser. Features include advanced multi-pattern flashing LED lights, four realistic rescue sounds, and a rotating turret with spotlights. Oh, man, that's going to that's gonna be nice for the kids. Waking you up with a spotlight right while you sleep. And a slide-out battery ram available only on HessToyTruck.com. And as always, free standard shipping and batteries are included. Order today at HessToyTruck.com. The Hess Toy Truck is a holiday gift tradition. Hess Toy Trucks are back, and guess what? They're better than they've ever been. Get one soon. Your kid will love you for it. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Who knows if he'll get a chance somewhere else to be a starting quarterback, but Zach Wilson's days as the starting QB of the Jets clearly over. If he does get that chance somewhere else, earlier this morning on DPH on Rothenberg, Rick says that the quarterback needs to learn to play in structure. That stuff can work. Like That stuff worked for me in college, like being super athletic, diving all over the place, making saves. That stuff worked for me. And then you get to the next level where everyone like it's just a different level. That doesn't work here. It's not about the first save. It's about the second save, like making things look easy, being in the right position. That's how you have a, a long, long career. It's like learning that stuff. And then when you need to be a crazy athlete and dive all over the place, you have that ability too. But you got to master that first thing before he can use all the rest of that talent. And he hasn't been able to do that. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up, 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show. And it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.